Hello, everybody. Welcome to the BreastCancer.org podcast. My name is Jamie DiPolo. I'm the senior editor at BreastCancer.org, and I'm very excited today. My guest is Pat Priattle, and she writes the blog, excuse me, Positives About Negative, and is the author of Surviving Triple Negative Breast Cancer. Uh, the paperback version of that book is coming out this month, so it's a little bit less expensive if you're looking to buy it. She has been a magazine writer, editor, consultant, and professor for more than 35 years. Uh, Pat headed Drake University's magazine sequence for 22 years before taking over as director of the School of Journalism and Mass Communication in 2004. In May 2006, Pat was diagnosed with early stage triple negative breast cancer. She retired from Drake in 2007 to focus on health writing and her health. She had surgery, chemotherapy, and radiation and is now healthy, fit, and cancer-free. Pat, welcome to the podcast. We're delighted to have you as a guest. Thank you, Jamie. I'm delighted to be here. (laughs) And Pat also, I should mention, Pat also blogs for breastcancer.org. We're very fortunate to have her writing for us. And um, we also sometimes reprint some of the blogs from her blog, um, which, as I said, was positives about negative. So I guess I want to start with your diagnosis. When you were diagnosed, Pat, um, did the idea of triple negative cancer mean anything to you and you know was it all kind of overwhelming and how did you go go about finding finding out what that meant well it meant absolutely nothing and you are right it was absolutely overwhelming the term triple negative breast cancer wasn't used in the medical literature until 2005 and i was diagnosed in 2006 so my doctors never used the term triple triple negative with me They just talked about me being negative for estrogen and their human growth receptor factor. So you can imagine getting a breast cancer diagnosis and being told you're negative for this human growth receptor factor and you're thinking, what? I have never heard of that. Doesn't mean anything. Uh, Does not mean anything. Um, So all my docs said was that it was aggressive, that I had an aggressive form of breast cancer, which... You know, you get breast cancer, you're frightened enough, and then they tell you it's aggressive. Mm-hmm. So one said it was a young woman's disease, and I was 60 at the time, and I thought, hey, you know, young is good. <laughs> I, I'm fine with that, but I learned in this case it was not. So there wasn't much out there for me to find, and I started with breast cancer websites and ultimately uh, did find breastcancer.org that way. Then I went actually to journals. I went actually to the source. Um, my background as a professor, as a professor and a journalist, really helped me because what those two things have in common is research. Mm-hmm. So I really know how to go to the source, how to find information. And being a professor, I knew how to read scholarly papers. So I didn't get too lost in the numbers and the jargon. I did need to educate myself on medical terms, but I've actually found that that's not unusual for breast cancer patients. Mm-hmm. So. Um, there was an awful lot to learn, a pretty high learning curve in a pretty short amount of time. I'm sure. And given your background in journalism, did you contact any of the researchers? Or, I mean, did you, you know, follow up with some of the more interesting studies in that way? Or did that come later? Um, it sort of came later because at the beginning I was just sort of intimidated by everything. Okay. And I'm, I'm really not a person who gets intimidated easily, but... Um, it just seemed that everything that I didn't understand enough to talk to anybody about it. Okay. 
And ultimately, yes, I did contact people. That was a real benefit. But I think that ended up being a benefit for other people more than for me at the time. Sure. Now, in your mind, what makes triple negative disease different than other types of breast cancer? Well, you know, triple negative is defined by what it isn't. Mm -hmm. Um, I work a little bit with a a breast cancer group in the Netherlands, and one of the ways that they call the disease is three times nothing. Um, And because it's, it's defined by being negative for the receptors for estrogen, receptor for progesterone, and then that human growth hormone. Um, so we don't know what makes it tick. Mm-hmm. And that means we don't have targeted drugs for it because, frankly, we don't have a target. Um, so the existing drugs that really are successful against breast cancer, like tamoxifen, arimidex, those that go after estrogen, or Herceptin that goes after her too, um, they don't work for it. Um, I also found that it's more likely to affect young women and African-American women and uh, but it's clearly an equal opportunity disease because I'm white and I got over being young some time ago. Um, I found out that it can be aggressive, but it is not always so. And one of the wonderful things I found that I keep finding is how unique cancer, breast cancer as a whole, is to individuals. It's as unique as our DNA. Um, And that triple negative can be aggressive in that first three years. So whereas for most kinds of breast cancer, you really look at the five-year mark Mm -hmm. to see if you're safe. With triple negative, after three years, the chance of it recurring really drops off significantly. So you have a smaller window, really, to worry about. Okay, okay. And how, or I guess let me ask you this, when and why did you start your blog? And I'm wondering also, which came first, the book or the blog? The blog came first. I started in December 2007, which was only six months after my diagnosis. And, you know, cancer does weird things with your sense of timing. Um, It seemed to me that that was so long that I should have done it, you know, a year before. And, I, you know, had I done it a year before, I would have been better off because then I would have known what the disease was when I was diagnosed with it. Um, But... I started because I had all of this information. I did all of this research and I figured I'm learning this. I'm through with my treatment now mm-hmm. and I'm planning to be fine, but I really should send this information to other people. And, you know, blogging, blogging is really fairly easy. So I, I just decided to start it and share what I had. Mm-hmm. And uh, also because there were so many frightening words out there because I knew other people were told that their cancer was aggressive. Right. And as I said, TNBC can be aggressive, but it is not always so. And so I thought there was a real need for education here. And that's what I've spent my life doing. So I decided to educate in a different way. Okay. And then did the was the book kind of an outgrowth of the blog or was that the, something completely separate? The book came sort of as an outgrowth of, a, of the blog, but... It wasn't, you know, I didn't, wasn't able to just say, okay, I have this blog post and this becomes chapter two. Right. I mean, it, it all became a whole lot more um, extensive and more refined. And what I did in the book that I haven't done on the blog is I interviewed 11 women who, okay. who you know, traveled the TNBC road mm-hmm. and came out fine. Um, wonderful women. And they were delightful to talk to. So I think that makes the book different, but I also went more in depth 
um, than I do in my blog. Okay. Okay. Um, now you, with all the research that you've done, the way you're sharing your information, you're an outstanding resource for women who've been diagnosed with triple negative disease. And I guess I would argue for, for anyone who's been diagnosed with breast cancer, because you have, um, so much information, but, um, what is the most common question or questions if there are a couple that, that you get asked? Thank you. Thank you for your comments on the, on the blog. I, um, you know, the most common search question that comes up is, can I survive TNBC? Uh, women really honestly don't think they can survive. So that becomes an awful lot of what I talk about. Um, I also get asked an awful lot about supplements and about diet and about those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Um, mainly specific things like, you know, CAC-T, or if that's even how you pronounce it, uh, turmeric, you know, mm-hmm. specific things. And my approach to that always is eat an overall healthy diet. There's plenty of wonderful research out there that shows that five servings of fruit and vegetables a day really help reduce your risk of triple negative. Um, but also exercise. Exercise is just vitally important. I remember early on talking to a one researcher who said what their research found was that 3.8 hours a day, I mean a day, a week was what was, <laughs> yes. That's a lot. <laughs> that is quite a lot. Um, you have to quit your job and just walk. Right. Um, anyway, 3.8 hours a week. And so I always have that in my mind that that's what I have to aspire to. Mm-hmm. Um, but just overall healthy, keep your weight down, look at the weight charts, make sure that your weight is in the normal category. All of these things are really important um, to your well-being and to your ability to reduce the risk of triple negative, other kinds of breast cancer, and other kinds of disease, heart disease, diabetes, you know, just a whole host of diseases. So the blog post that has the most hits is my triple negative breast cancer diet. Okay. And there I give specific things on which I do. And I go a little overboard and, you know, I have green drink first thing in the morning. I have my five servings a day. We have fresh juice at night. Um, I do my 3.8 hours of walking. I do yoga. You know, I'm sort of, I'm sort of a bit of a, of a health nut right now, but well, understandably so. Um, you know, I'm eight years past diagnosis, so right, right something right. worked. Yeah, well, and I want to go back too to the first question about that you said a lot of women ask about um, surviving triple negative breast cancer. Do you think that's just because it often is characterized as being more aggressive, and so women are more frightened of it? That that is just one of my biggest biggest frustrations is that so often. When a news release comes out about something wonderful about triple negative that they found, some you know gene that they can target, some drug, existing drug, new drug that works for it, often this is framed as this is important because this is an especially deadly, lethal, highly aggressive form of breast cancer. Mm-hmm. So it's framed as this is very important because this is a really scary kind of breast cancer. And I can see why researchers do that because they say, pay attention to this because 
this disease is, you know, is, is important to fight. Mm -hmm. But women read these things. I think researchers don't realize that women are often going back to the source and actually reading these um, research articles. And so when they say this, it's, it's frightening. And, you know, this is not a lethal disease. Lethal means it is going to kill you. Right. And it is not going to kill you. The majority of women with non-metastatic breast cancer, triple negative breast cancer do survive. I mean, the great majority of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and with, with metastatic, a lot of the research that we're seeing coming up now is focused on metastatic. Mm-hmm. In fact, there was just a, a article that came out not too long ago. A couple European cancer groups were calling for more research on metastatic because there just yeah. wasn't enough dump being done. But um, yeah. so that kind of leapfrogs into my next question: um, What is new in research on triple negative disease? Um, have researchers learned more about the disease, and and what treatments may be most effective, or are there things that can be targeted yet? There's fascinating things. There's things, um, the Human Genome Project, uh, which I wouldn't have believed, you know, eight years ago I would be talking to you about the Human Genome Project. Um, But it's fascinating to me. And what they're doing is mapping our genes, Mm -hmm. mapping our genetic makeup. And they're doing this with triple negatives so they can find what actually is causing it. And which means that once they find what sort of genes have gone askew, they can then target those. So they found things like um, that triple negative breast cancer, the basal form of it, many types of of triple negative are basal form. And what what does that mean, just in case somebody's listening and doesn't Uh, know? It's formed in the basal layer of the breast. It's it's just a type of, of, you know, where it's formed. Okay. Um, And most of them that... Um, our basal form are really much more more similar to ovarian cancer than they are to other forms of breast cancer. Interesting. It's really pretty fascinating. Um, there's also research that prostate drugs, drugs that successfully um, fight prostate cancer, can be used as targeted drugs for triple negative. And are, are those targeted to, for prostate or are those chemotherapies or what um, what type of drugs are we well, talking about there? They're, they're chemo drugs. They're okay. chemotherapy drugs, but they're, they're chemo drugs that are specifically targeted for the prostate cancer, for the prostate. Okay. Gotcha. Um, and if you go back like to the ovarian cancer, some of the drugs that, that uh, are used for ovarian cancer are a little less toxic than the ones that are used for uh, breast cancer. So if we can find these things out, I mean, even simple things like when you're diagnosed, if you start taking um, an osteoporosis drug, mm-hmm. this can reduce your risk of all kinds of breast cancer, including triple negative. So there's fascinating things that are coming out. And as I said, a lot of this is coming, you know, dealing with or focusing on metastatic, because as you said, this is where the need is, because Chemotherapy, existing chemo, works well on most cases of triple negative. Okay. Most cases of, of non-metastatic triple negative respond well to existing chemo drugs. In fact, um, they respond better than hormone-positive breast cancer does to, to the existing chemo drugs. Interesting. But metastatic really is where we need that targeted drug. 
Mm-hmm. And so that's that's where we need more emphasis. Um, and I'm really seeing some hope there because it's, um, you know, metastatic disease of any kind, as you know, is, is serious business. Oh, yes, definitely. Um, and I'm assuming now, I know you go to a lot of conferences and then um, do blog posts on the research that you see there. Are you going to San Antonio this December? I, I usually go. Okay. and. It, Quite frankly, I can't believe that it's almost October. So, I, I I got the materials for that a couple of days ago, and I said, you know, rooms are filling up, and I'm thinking, but it's the middle of summer, so right. um, I have to get my schedule together. Okay. And I'm assuming I will go. Okay, no, that's great, and I ask, and I'll just I'll just toss it out to there to you now um, because I believe I am going too, and so it would be great to um, connect with you down there, and maybe we could record a podcast on and talk to you about some of the triple negative research that's presented down there. That would be uh, that would be that great. Would be fabulous. Yeah. Okay. So I'm also wondering, um, because you are so knowledgeable, what one piece of advice would you give to someone who's just been diagnosed with triple negative breast cancer, or I guess, however you want to answer it, somebody who's just been diagnosed with any kind of breast cancer? I would say live your life. Um, you know, when you get cancer of any sort, breast cancer, you know, any other kind of cancer, we are so terrified of the word cancer right? Um, that we focus on the wrong thing. We focus on death. Mm-hmm. And we should just in general be focusing on life. Mm-hmm. One of the things, if you want to call it a gift, I don't call it a gift because I would have rather learned it otherwise. But one of the things you learn from a diagnosis like this is that life really is awfully precious. And that all anybody has is this moment right now so live it you know hug your kids enjoy the gorgeous day don't get so focused on your work that it overwhelms you you know look at what's important and live just live your life um and you asked me for only one thing but i would i would say a second and that is that the great majority of women with non-metastatic triple negative breast cancer do beat it And so there is, there is hope. Okay. Okay. That's, that's excellent advice. And I would, I'm going to ask you one last question um, that we didn't talk about ahead of time. There was some suggestion by some researchers that some forms of breast cancer be reclassified. So the word cancer wasn't in the name because Mm -hmm. as you said, it is so scary. And I'm just curious, what's your opinion on that? Do you think that's a good idea or... Have you thought about that? I have thought about that, and I, it's one of those things I come firmly down on both sides. Um, I, I agree that there's been a, a lot of people overreact to, uh, you know, like uh, ductal cancer, uh, ductal carcinoma in situ, which means that, that it's cancer, but it has not gone anywhere. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in most cases, you can watch this cancer and not do anything with it until it shows sign of spreading. But on the other side, knowing what I know about triple negative, I know that it can be aggressive and it often you know, hits people who aren't supposed to get breast cancer, that is premenopausal uh, women. Mm-hmm. So I think 
we've got to be vigilant, but I think there's many, many, many ways of being vigilant. Um, you know, I think the statistics, I know the statistics show that in the early 2000s, the rate of breast cancer went down and now they've sort of equalized um, in terms of incidence, but the rate of mortality has really gone down mm-hmm. and, and deaths from breast cancer have gone down, you know, fairly significantly. So I think that that's something that, you know, might come from many of the cancers that, that are diagnosed are those cancers that are really not going to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And you're worried about those, I think, maybe unnecessarily. But by the same token, that's cancer. So, you know, it's, 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 it's very, very difficult to give a, a clear, I think, a clear answer. Okay. That, and, and that's very fair because that's kind of where I fall on it. It's like, well, I can understand what the researchers are saying, but on the other hand, it is cancer. So, you know, you need exactly. to kind of, and, and yeah. I know if it were me, I'd want to do something about it. I mean, yeah. I, I know many, re, you know, research shows you can be vigilant and just watch it, but that, I don't know, you know, everyone is different and everyone makes yes. treatment decisions based on their personal beliefs and what's right for them and everybody's different. So I know I would certainly want to do something about it. So Absolutely. Absolutely. So. And I think that there can be an awful lot of information. I think it's, it's part of the way that a doctor deals with this and part of the way a woman deals with it. I think if you've got a lot of risk factors, mm-hmm. then you might want to have some significant reaction to this. But I think there's been studies that have shown that women have who have DCIS have double mastectomies, even though they don't have the risk factors mm-hmm. and that that I think is probably where the where the danger lies that some of these um, treatments might be more dangerous for them than the cancer mm-hmm. itself but it's you know it's hard to tell right right and as you said everyone's different and yep. you know everyone makes personal choices yep well Pat thank you so much for joining us today um, I do hope we can connect in San Antonio because I would love to hear your take on the research that's presented there. And I think I can speak for everyone at breastcancer.org. Thank you for blogging for us too. We most appreciate it. Well, thank you, Jamie. It would be delightful to see you as well. And I enjoyed this visit and I enjoy, I've really loved my connection with BCO, with breastcancer.org. I think it's a marvelous group and I recommend it to everybody. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, Thanks everyone for tuning in. This has been, um, a podcast with Pat Priato. We've been talking about triple negative breast cancer and we will be back next month with a new podcast.